0: Welcome to The Vinyl Preacher, your weekly podcast where we fade out really quickly, talk about the Bible, and make a playlist. I'm Matt Cato, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church of Los Angeles,
1: California. And I'm Zach Paris, I'm the pastor of Lutheran Campus Ministry at the University of Colorado Boulder, coming to you live uh, from Taze, where I'm incarcerated by a French nun.
0: Incredible stuff. Nice job with the music there, Zach. You're you're doing a great job with that little it was very funky. I can see you've got your instruments there in the office Absolutely. playing it live for us. Uh incredible stuff. Uh yeah. You
1: uh you just got back recently from uh I did. I went to Teze, Matt. Have you been to Teze? I have not. What a place. Um I I loved it. It was great. Uh, did I get COVID while in Taze Yes, I did. Uh, that meant that I had to uh, quarantine. I had to isolate in a monastic community where a French nun was in charge of my care. Uh, the French and French nuns, in particular, the world over known for their empathy, their care, uh, you know, all the their warm fuzzies. Um, just kidding. Not the most pleasant experience of my life. Um, but miraculously, Made it out of France. I've got a million stories, Matt, and maybe in the coming weeks I'll tell all of them. Otherwise, this would just be the Zach's Ridiculous French Travels uh, edition of the podcast. Maybe that's the 300th. This is 299, Matt, so next episode, 300 for us. Uh, yeah, tested positive, um, had very mild symptoms. Uh, fortunately, no other people in our group or in the entire Taze community uh, tested positive. Not that they tested everybody. Uh, but that's good. I'm I glad you didn't person person shut down.
0: I'm, I'm glad you didn't single handedly
1: shut down today for a week. It's- <laughs> that's good. I tried. I tried. It was really. Oh my gosh, Matt! I've got so many stories. I had two roommates. One roommate uh, was Bastian, who um, wa- walks the Camino. That's his life, uh, back and forth from Cologne to Santiago, Cologne of course in Germany, uh, and he was just uh, Taze is on on the way, if you're on your way to Santiago. And so he had stopped for a while and was there. And then a German uh, professor of like education, a school teacher teacher was with us. Uh, And so once I tested positive, uh, Sister Teresa said, uh, go find everybody in your group and bring them here and your roommates and bring them here immediately to get tested. Uh, I thought that was a little interesting in that I just tested positive for COVID and my instructions were, go all over Taze and try to find people Um, but I did that uh, and and Bastion came and got tested fortunately he was negative Uh, evidently I learned later he then decided he didn't want to risk getting stuck there and so he just left he just walked away from (laughs) Dese once he he found out that I had COVID uh, I went to the the German school teacher guy and I was like hey yeah I just tested positive Um, the nun wants you to come take a test and he said you know I'm a teacher I've been exposed a lot I'm not worried about it and so he didn't <laughs> come and get tested and I I was like you know the nun like she's really really wants you to get tested like if she had a, a great deal of urgency on this and he's just like no nah, I'm good <laughs> I'm good uh, what, I don't know what kind of world we're living in Matt, But, but that was my experience
0: <clears throat> wow. well, we're glad, glad you made it back. It's good. We'll look forward to hearing those stories. oh forward. they're coming, Matt. Good, good. Um, yeah, pretty pretty uneventful month here. Not not much going on <laughs> here in the United States. so yeah, glad uh, to be back
1: in it's... the only country in the world where this particular problem, ravages us
0: yeah we've had uh several mass shootings probably since the time we recorded uh since yep. we recorded a bunch of stuff in advance uh so we had one in buffalo of um nearly a dozen black grocery store shoppers uh there was a uh gentleman out here in california who was killed in a church uh and then yesterday a whole bunch of elementary school kids were killed um just unspeakable uh I mean, what what do you say? Obviously, thoughts and prayers not enough, but we will acknowledge, uh, lift up, uh, not turn away, and
1: keep doing whatever we can do. It is um, infuriating, Matt. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. This is a preaching podcast. Um I don't know what you do with it. Um preaching wise. I'm not preaching this weekend, so um but but you know, you try to avoid like complete in your preaching going to places of complete hopelessness. But uh in the United States at least in the situation in which we find ourselves, it feels like complete hopelessness and um, um complete lack of, of responsibility, accountability by the people who are empowered to do something. Um, um, I have no hope or expectation that they will do anything to prevent this from happening again next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Um, agreed, and I mean, it's an interesting phrase, right? you try trying to take your your people to a place of complete hopelessness. And yet there are some theologians that would probably argue, like, that's what you should do. Like, just go to that place of complete hopelessness. Um, you do have to figure out how to get to good news in the midst of it. But mm-hmm. maybe that's how you get to the real good news is by actually yeah. um, by actually going there. Um, and, I mean, we'll, we'll see where this goes. We'll probably won't solve this in the next five minutes on this podcast, but... I feel like if the one of the things that I'm I've been wrestling with with these texts is I figure out a preach. I'm like, all right. So if the problem is like the same thing keeps happening over and over again, and nothing seems to change, does the gospel have anything to say to that? That particular problem. I don't know yet. We'll see. Come to church on Sunday. Find out.
1: <laughs> oh, that's always the answer. Go to Matt's church on Sunday. <laughs>
0: I will say that these texts, uh, which we'll talk about do there's, there's violence in them. There are authorities mm-hmm. that, uh, are not only not doing the right thing, but seem to be making the problem worse. Uh, and that, that is, that is not a reality with which the scriptures are unfamiliar. So do, do with that what you will too. It is. You also know, this isn't... I say one more thing, which is that, uh, we have a new uh, worship resource from the ELCA. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about this. I know. We we're going to talk about the podcast too, though, because we we're a preaching podcast. Uh, and I'll just, I mean, like, it is nuts that, like, we have, so we have resources for lament, right? Probably a good move. There is a resource for after a violent, service after a violent event. Uh, there is a lament for racism. And there is Lamenting Gun Violence, a full page of intercessory prayer, which uh, again, everybody's talking about it, but it is—it is just nuts that our worship resource has to carry that
1: now. It's—it's it's somewhat unique, I think, Matt, in its hopelessness, in the sense that that so often the the kind of hopeless places that we encounter are places that don't make sense, that like are hard to understand or grasp, and there's no clear way out of. Um, what is particularly frustrating with, with gun violence is that there seem to be some really clear answers for how to have this not happen um, and the inexplicability of, of our elected leaders' inability to do simple things that would prevent people from senselessly dying.
0: By, by clear answers, you mean arming teachers? That's the yeah 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 that's answer because that's that's come up already
1: <laughs> yeah that's definitely more guns more guns always cancel out um yeah you know you could I don't know I'm kind of tired of 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 being uh <laughs> what I'm, I'm very often accused of being level headed and rational Matt uh, and I'm tired of being that um you know. You know there, 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 are plenty of like, whatever people would call common sense gun legislation, gun control legislation options that are out there that that we have no appetite for. Um, you know, pack the court, I say, and repeal the Second Amendment because we don't need it. Um, and or let oh my gosh, the let let us govern ourselves. You know, like that's. I feel like there are a number of places in the country where politicians could have clear mandates on on action on gun control, and that our hands are tied by um, folks in Washington who are not interested in, in governing. Yeah, yeah, or don't have the appetite to actually govern. Uh, so I say dissolve the United States succession. The U.S. is too big to govern. Is where I'm at today. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I hear that. And again, I think, you know, this may be a question that we can carry with us into these texts, which is that like, if the, if the folks in positions of authority are not going to do their job, what, what are we called to do? And I I do think that's a question that the scriptures are interested in. At least, at least there's some of these acts, texts um, and,
1: and others as well. Well, Matt, shall we? Uh, you've been you've been pointing to these texts quite a bit here, so I'm excited to see you. I,
0: I've actually been doing homework this week, I know.
1: Oh, good. That makes one of us. I, I attended the Festival of Analytics virtually <clears throat> last yep. week. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Just like I heard your father-in-law was there as well. In, My father-in-law in was there? I heard a quite lot of exciting. people got
1: COVID at that festival. Did they really? Yeah. Listener of the podcast, John Fry, I heard got, got COVID down the field. Oh, no the festival of homiletics
0: oh my goodness it was uh yeah we can break that down at some point uh as well there was some good stuff i i followed it online i actually committed i was like i'm gonna do this i'll watch wow. the lectures. i'm gonna take notes and it was, it was totally worth it i needed it i was like this is good stuff
1: so all right shall we talk the texts Talk the text. It's a funny Sunday, Matt. It's either seventh Sunday of Easter, or if you're moving like your Ascension Day around, you could do Ascension Day today.
0: Good, good. Well, uh, let's let's do seventh Sunday of Easter. And then I think we've got, you've got the gospel text from Ascension in here as well. So maybe we'll, we'll also touch on that. Um, Acts 16, 16 to 34. I've been doing that a good series. One on acts Uh, and I've been doing the act from the lectionary and working through acts. And I started this season going like, I'm not thrilled about the Acts texts, And now I'm like, no, they were good. Actually, this was like a good series. I I like this. I don't think I really did it justice in my preaching, but the texts have been great. Mm. So uh, here we go. So just some context, this is starting. uh, Sometimes these, these texts don't go immediately one after another, but this time it did last week. We had Lydia and it was 16, uh like nine to fifteen or something, and now it's mm-hmm. picking up right away with verse sixteen um so when we get to this place, so it begins with Paul and Silas, we came to Philippi in Macedonia, a Roman colony, and as we were going to the place of prayer, now the place of prayer you're like, oh, that's interesting well, he was ju- they were just talking about the place of prayer down by the river at the city gate where they met Lydia, so it's the same place, right they're going back like this is all happening now in the same. Million, So we're going back to that place of prayer. We met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and who brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune telling. Ooh, got some magic in here. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, these men are slaves of the most high God who proclaimed to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days. But Paul, very much annoyed, turned and <laughs> said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rob rods. After they had given them a severe... some guys named Rob.
1: Yeah, after they had given the Rob's them... came in with their rods and just <laughs> beat se- the hell out of them.
0: A severe flogging. They threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword, was about to kill himself since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them outside and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And at the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. And then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. Word of God, word of life. What a story! What a story!
1: What a story! So, um, uh, so, so you said, oh, please, Matt, please go ahead.
0: (laughs) Are you going to chat? I I said, what, what did I say?
1: No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just a a nerd note, but it's, it's not, not super important. You, you, you've been doing your homework. I want to support you in your homework.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, I just, I draw a connection with that previous, that previous story. Um, and they're kind of, they're staying with Lydia here for a while. I think she's going to show up again uh, in a few verses, uh, but they're here in Macedonia, uh, this Roman colony. And if you connect these verses, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's like they, um, they change Lydia's, they change Lydia's life. Then they're going to change the slave girl's life for better or worse. We can, we can talk about, but there's, there's one, there's two. And then there's the jailer uh, is three mm-hmm. and the jailer uh, also seems to involve a lot more people because apparently all these folks are freed. It's not clear whether they eventually leave. Uh, but, but there's a, there's a, there's a great liberation that takes place, right? So you, you could, mm-hmm. you could think about it in terms of like the liberation of Lydia so that she shows hospitality and the liberation of this slave girl, and then the liberation of the jailer and all of these people that were in this, this carceral system. Um, really fascinating stuff. There is also a disruption that happens. There's a disruption of the economic system at the beginning, and the disruption of the carceral system at the end. So there's some some uh, systems stuff going on. Uh, and then uh, I always just find it. I I <laughs> the more I read this, the more I thought, wait a minute. The charges that they bring against Paul and Silas, uh, these owners, actually have nothing to do with what they're actually mad about. They're they're just trumped up charges. They just came up with something else that might stick, uh, which is a you know pretty much how justice systems often work. Um the thing that I zoom in on, um, I mean, one of my questions is why are the prisoners why they all stay, even though the doors are wide open? Um, and it seems that they were listening to Paul and Silas. They're listening Mm -hmm. to listening to praying. So Paul and Silas have done some kind of conversion, whatever that looks like. Um is, is happening in the prison before this this great earthquake happens the earthquake of course makes me think of the earthquake uh, at the resurrection so there's there's mm-hmm. all these callbacks there um but i think the line that i am zeroing in on is paul's line uh do not harm yourself for we are all here and that line we are we are all here that that is somehow really crucial for the jailer like in some way that's the that's what that's what um that's that's what you know turns the jailer upside down. That they're all all there it stops him from killing himself. But then also leads him to ask more questions. That they actually stay. And then what else that might mean that like we are we are all here. That God's actually setting us all free. It's not every person for themselves. It's not like we left at our first inkling that we could get out. No, we want to set everybody free that's in this prison, including you, the jailer. That somehow there's something going on with we are all here, um, and. Just, just this, that line from Fannie Lou Hamer: "That nobody's free unless everyone's free," and that does seem to be the thing that's going on in that third uh, paragraph. Anyway, that's what I got. <laughs> now you go. I wait. can really,
1: uh, I can really relate to this story, Matt, because one time after they fed me uh, a meal uh, and slid it under the door, they left the door like slightly unlocked. It was unlocked, and I could have left, but I said, "Sister Teresa, don't." Uh, do not harm yourself because I'm not leaving my isolation. I'm staying here even though I have the opportunity to leave right now. Uh, I suspect the food I was served uh, in my incarceration was oh, not as good as the food that Paul and Silas received. Um, no. No, it, it turns out, as a restaurant, Taze is the um, Casa Bonita of French monasteries. <laughs> you're not you're not leaving the restaurant and Yelper meal. I had I should. I should. I had a meal one time. They served me, Matt, for dinner. Literally. This is a real thing that happened to me. They served me a bowl of rice and lettuce. Oh. Sounds, that was dinner. Plain good. rice and just a couple leaves of lettuce. Matt, no dressing, butter, cheese, nothing. That was
0: Well, they probably thought
1: you lost your your taste, sense of taste. Hey, that was why it was really hard to tell if I had COVID or not, because (laughs) the food was so uh, tasteless that it was hard to figure out, you know, taste, no taste. I don't know. It's a cruel irony. I could look out my window. I was a little like Julian of Norwich, you know, who was an anchoress, which is a particularly, you know, intense form of monasticism in which you get yourself built into a room that you can never leave. Which is something that I think those probably are just almost completely all uh, Enneagram fours um, overcome by the power of the metaphor. Uh, But Julian there of Norwich, all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well, had a window uh, in her doorless room that looked out onto one of the busiest streets in the world. Uh, And I had a window as well that the people would come by and talk to me through my window. In some ways I was busier uh, in isolation than I was in my day-to-day life in day. Um, so yeah, uh, that's what that makes me think of. Uh, did, the other,
0: did you spend a lot of time praying and singing hymns to God,
1: converting all the others? Uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, mostly the waking hours of the day. It wasn't good for me, Matt. It wasn't a good experience because um, I still was jet lagging, but then all of a sudden I didn't have to be awake for anything. <laughs> Like there's nothing I had to do, you know? So like all incentive to like recalibrate like your this is morning, this is night or gone, you know. Uh I set alarms to make sure I was there, like awake when breakfast came, because if I didn't answer the door, they would just take it away. It wasn't like a <laughs> leave it. There's like, oh he doesn't want. Uh no, I need. I need my bowl of rice, uh, friends. So it was a very confusing time, Matt. I don't know how why, how, why am I talking about this. Uh, what did I do with my time? That's good. Uh, the time I was awake, I spent a lot of time researching Homeland Security and CDC guidelines for travel uh, on my phone. A right. little unfortunately, yeah. they gave me Wi-Fi in isolation. So like I had the big stack of books and I was like, well, this is the one trip I'm going like to actually read all the books I brought. Because normally I, <laughs> right. I bring about three books and never read a page of any of it. And they gave me Wi-Fi, and so I didn't read any of them. Um, So, But saw some great TikToks. Uh, Read the New York Times most days. Um, They spoiled Eurovision for me. We've got a special episode coming up. Uh, We're going to talk to Caleb. We're going to do a Eurovision special because I haven't finished watching it yet. But uh, uh, I'd like to throw some shade to the New York Times. We just put in the headline of an article you could scroll onto, the country that won Eurovision. So I know who wins, which was frustrating. But... Yeah. Um to the text, Matt, uh spirit of divination. Uh it actually says in the in the Greek that she has a spirit of python. Pythos. Ooh. Which is a Roman like mythological uh thing. Uh not like divination is wrong, but like just just a little FYI, a little money python yeah. going on here of a serpent snake divination. Mm-hmm. Um that's pretty interesting. Um I do you know what a story you know the the um you know the unbelievable good news of the story right for those of us who currently feel uh trapped by walls that will never change uh around things like uh our inability to legislate gun control uh is that those walls fall down and that there's life uh remains in those places um. How you make that to do the Brueggemann move where you take the world of the Bible, the world that we know, and create this alternate universe in which both things might be true. Uh, That's the place I'd have difficulty this week, Um, but I can see the two sides pretty clearly. What are the two sides? Uh, The place where the walls fall down, right? Versus... Walls that only seem to be getting built uh, taller, thicker, more impenetrable, intractable.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. I like the idea that the jailer had uh, voice activated lights. <laughs> he didn't bring yeah. lights like a torch with him, he said, called for lights. He said, Alexa, turn the lights on in the ruins of this prison. You know, I got some smart, uh, smart plugs.
0: I still haven't been able to figure out how to get them to work. So the oh jailer's gosh. way ahead of me. Way ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder, like, I think what I might... I mean, there's one way that I want to go with this that um, that that talks about organizing and how that's a piece of, of God's work. And I, and I do believe that. I think that's part of what happens here, that they they organize this jail. <laughs> They somehow organize the jail, and that does have this impact when the for, with 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 the jailer later on. Like it comes into play the fact that they have have all of these prisoners on their side, and they're all working in tandem. That's really powerful. At the same time, like none of this happens without God's action. None of this happens mm-hmm. without the earthquake that comes, um, and the chains unfastened the doors opened, and so. It, it does seem like there are two, like like there's human action required, and then there's also like there's divine action that's that's required too. Um and so I, I wonder if I might if I might run with like um that we we keep singing until the earthquake comes. You know, that mm-hmm. even though it feels like these walls are around us, that we're gonna keep singing until the earthquake comes. Um, and you can interpret what that a lot different ways. Sentiment. <laughs> there you go. You can use I think it was so I'm not going to use that. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe I'll use the Kendrick Lamar album instead. That's, that was my Tizze <laughs> last week. That was your Tizze.
1: Oh, goodness. Well, Matt, um, shall we? Um, do you have anything to say on Revelation?
0: No, I did spend a lot of time with... Uh, with Revelation this season, so not a lot, but uh but I do I do love Revelation, especially these the texts that are chosen uh for for the lectionary. They avoid all the thorny parts of Revelation. <laughs> uh but you got the tree of life in here too. So again, like you want to give a, a picture of a picture of where we're going, um and and hold to that. Surely I'm coming soon. Uh you can you can hold to that as a as a hand holding space as you're trying to climb that wall, like a rock climbing wall, there's there's a handhold right there. There's a couple handholds in this this Revelation text, so
1: use them. The other, uh, um, to go back, I would probably preach on, on the axe because it's such a good story, uh, and I think you'd be remiss to not preach on it, um, is, is there's an element in here in which the good news is already there. Uh, the life of God is already inside the prison, and the walls are just this construction of um you know that you alluded to it that they don't run away to get to the promised land um but that the walls fall down in part because of and also liberating the life of god that was that was in the, that was already in that place and so um you know it points us towards examining the constructions that we have the walls that we have built for ourselves um And praying that they might fall down. Amen. We continue, man. Uh, With some not great. I'm not loving it. Not loving it. We got great narrative in Acts. Maybe the John is being deferential to that, because we got John again. John 17. Jesus prayed for his disciples, and then he said, "I ask, and not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, and that they may all be one." As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them, and you and me, and that they may be come completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory, which you have given me, because you have loved me before the foundation of the world, righteous father, the world does not know you, but I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I've made your name known to them and I will make it known. So that the love, which you have loved me may be in them. And I in them, uh, this is the word soup of the Lord. Salad word salad. Yeah.
0: praise. Many more ingredients you, than Christ. the leafy greens
1: I was served. Um, I, I, it's hard to follow as I read it out loud, um, and I'd like to think my reading comprehension skills are pretty, pretty, slightly above average. Uh, but you do have the oneness thing, right? Like that's the that's the connective piece to the the uh, axe here, right? As these walls are falling down, um, the false brokenness is revealed, exposing the true uh, unity and oneness, wholeness in that salvation sense uh, that is in God.
0: Yeah, no, amen. I, I feel like, um, you know, I'd run with this. I, I feel like this is usually what what preachers do is we focus on the fact that Jesus is praying for his disciples and just that that's a powerful thing uh, and maybe kind of skate through some of the word salad. <laughs> I mean, focus on the mm-hmm. big picture of it. But, uh, and that idea that Jesus is praying for us, um, you know, also especially powerful. Like think about Jesus praying for us this week or, or this month in the midst of everything that Jesus is, is, is praying for us. Um, and, you know, we know how Jesus prays. If he's praying in the garden and he's, uh, he's sweating, he's, he's sweating blood. I mean, like, this is like, he, he's not just, uh, he's not just tossing off thoughts and prayers in a tweet. Like he is uh, fervently praying. And he also seems to be praying that like, that, <laughs> that his love would take shape in our lives. Right. It's almost like he's praying that we would live differently. Uh, and so I think you could do some stuff with that too.
1: Yeah. Salad's good for you.
0: Salad's good for you. <laughs> There's the gospel to speak.
1: Salad's good for you. Sounds good for you. There's a, a very interesting <laughs> Eurovision song that I'm not going to put in playlist Cause it's not good enough. Um, about how you should eat salad and being green is cool and being green is sexy. <laughs> it's a very lewd beginning, which makes it hard to listen to with a five or six-year-old. I right? have a six-year-old now. Uh, weird. So, so uh, I only eat salad and something else. It's very lewd. Um, so, all that you Yeah. Uh, classic Luke text if you're doing a Sinjin... You're witnesses of these things. That's the power line there, uh, the power cord that it strikes. And then uh, as Jesus was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. See, essentially. Uh, and they were filled with great joy, which seems like a strange thing to feel as Jesus goes away from you. Um, but that's a mystery. Um, uh, you know, I continue to like a sermon I wrote maybe Ten to fifteen years ago now, about how Jesus is like the uh, on the Ascension Day is uh, is like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in the Great Glass Elevator that uh, moves in unexpected ways um, mm. and is not contained by the up and down of our understanding of how God moves, but yeah. sideways through time and the fabric of time and space, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm proud of that still.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. That's really good. Um, Yeah, I interpret that last line as uh, they're really impressed uh, with the show today and then they're going to get up tomorrow and be like,
1: oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) So, yeah. I didn't see Jesus at the after party. I don't know where. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, man. Good luck, preachers. I'm going to church. Do a good job. I'll, I'll hear y'all preach. Good. Good, good. Well, what are we listening to? Well, Matt, this party in Acts is really getting started. Uh, and you might say that it, uh, it starts with an earthquake. <laughs> That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Uh, I'm going to go ahead here. Bruce. Wow. But uh That's the end of
0: the world as you know it. Music happening here. This is, wow, amazing stuff.
1: Yeah, right. So I'm uh, I'm putting uh, putting the end of the world as you know it, by him, on the playlist. Uh, it makes a ton of sense. Um, then uh, Wilco's got a new album dropping in two days, Matt, called Cruel cool really? Country. That's going to be like a country-ish album, but they've already released a single. Uh, and one of the singles is called Falling Apart. Which is um, A nice little song um, You know, and there's some stuff We didn't talk about it too much But there is certainly a sense in which things are falling apart In the Acts reading In uh, the Gospel and the Ascension story, things are like Coming apart and it turns out it is Two, three, Okay four. Now don't you fall apart While I'm
0: Why don't you get in It's nice. It's a nice little song the
1: there. am crying. For sure. Nice to have Will come back. Right. And uh, shout out to you, Matt. Not only you, but to the podcast, one of our favorite podcasts, You Talking You two To Me, uh, followed by Are You Talking R-E-M-Re-Me? followed by Are You Talking R-H-C-P-R-E-M-E. Uh, then subsequently... Uh, you talking talking heads to my talking head uh, They just came out with a new episode I don't know if you heard it Matt oh, the a- new, It's really good They they jumped back into Red Hot Chili Peppers For their new album that uh, Has come out and they Pretend as if they did The entire series of Red Hot Chili Peppers And they're just picking up with <laughs> This one even though <laughs> Amazingly they <laughs> quit doing Red Hot Chili Peppers In the middle of an episode And switched to Talking Heads uh, and for them, Matt, for <laughs> Scott, Scott, and you, Matt, uh, I'm putting a U2 song, but I can put Johnny Cash's version of one uh, on the playlist here. Nice. This is a lovely version. It's really covered. Good cover. Yeah. yeah. I like that guitar. Is mm-hmm. it getting better? Yeah.
0: The late stage, Johnny Cash.
1: Or do you feel the same? Stuff. will it make it easier on you now you got someone to Community blame of course you said playing with our new one love here. one life when it's one there you have it
0: excellent amazing stuff way to go always appreciate oh, the uh, youtube song um well zach since we last recorded had a new album release from an artist that uh i saw coachella year year before we went uh kendrick lamar back after four years i think five years since uh damn but four years since that black panther soundtrack it's been Mm -hmm. a while since we've heard from k-dot uh and he's he's got an album mr morale and the big steppers uh listen to the whole thing on a run uh about a week ago ago. it's a long run uh, it's, it's a long album. It's a double album. Um, a lot going on, like a usual Kendrick album. You got to listen to it uh, lots of times. So <laughs> mm-hmm. let it sink again. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of discourse around the album, which we won't uh, get into in this particular moment. But I think, uh, just given everything that's going on, and just uh, the overall vibe, uh, just that I'll throw that opening track on there. The opening track is called "United in Grief." Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of starts with "I've been going through something," uh, and it's it's good. Uh, it's it's um a good way to start the album. and I think a good way to reflect uh, on this this season, this month, this day. Got any got any sounds or we're not? Do I have to sing it? Should I, I sing uh, it for us?
1: Yeah, you have to sing it for us. Um, we'll talk a little bit Matt, about how you can also utilize Zencasters. Do I have to do it from my
0: my side? Oh, damn! All right, uh, you have, can have to do an
1: actual file. It's a whole thing right, cool, first out cool but just so you all know Zach we're did just not playing. tell me
0: how to do that before this podcast <laughs> he's just yeah, dropping I was dropping the razzle dazzle and the, to the podcast and then leaving done. me hanging <laughs> so basically I gotta put these songs on here before before we record so that you yeah can yeah, yeah, that's it. The punch okay, I got it. Okay. uh well then I'll move on to uh Mavis Staples uh, eyes on the prize because eyes on the prize is basically like that song comes from this Acts reading where they're Paul and Silas bound in jail uh, and they're singing. And it is, you know, again, like just a classic song. One of those, I know you think you've heard it a million times, but it it really is just a powerful, powerful song. And I think does fit with some of the things we've been talking about where it's like, okay, wh- what do you do? And you seem like, it seems like you're in this helpless situation um, and to kind of root yourself in that, that act story of Paul and Silas. Uh, and singing this, this song that comes back to this chorus over and over again, Keep Your Eyes on the Prize, Hold On. And uh, no better voice to sing that than Mavis Mavis Staples. Uh, just an amazing, amazing rendition of that song. Uh, and then finally, uh, trying to get into new music. So I'm listening to KCRW's, uh, they release a top 30 playlist on Spotify every week. So KCRW, tell me what to listen to. Uh, they recommend No Gold Teeth by Danger Mouse with Black Thought from The Roots. Uh, and just uh, yeah, good, good song. Talking about a lot of stuff. Gosh, I'd, I'd love to hear so, a clip. Do you have a I know. Would it be cool if I did? It'd be cool if I had a clip. So yeah,
1: that's uh, that's what we got. Well, great. I look forward to uh, clicking through on the link to the Spotify and listening to the full songs uh, at my leisure. <laughs> and for for extended thoughts on on K Dot's new album, I've listened to it a little bit, but not nearly enough to grasp it for sure
0: for sure well it's
1: been real real vinyl